Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 389, A Guide to Making This Your Best Year Ever by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Welcome to a Thursday edition of Optimal Health Daily. Remember, this is one of five podcasts where we read to you from blogs for free so that you don't have to read them yourselves, except on Fridays. That's where I usually answer your questions. This Friday will be a little bit different, as you'll soon see. Now, before we get to the post, don't forget, we give away a book to a random person on our mailing list on the first of every month. So if you want to be in the drawing, make sure you're on our mailing list, which you can join at oldpodcast.com. But I'm sure you're eager to hear what Leo Babauta has to say about making this your best year ever. So let's jump right into today's post as we optimize your life. A Guide to Making This Your Best Year Ever by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Happy New Year, my friends. It's that time of year when we start afresh with a blank slate and think about the possibilities that the new year holds for us. I love this time of year. It's a beautiful thing to reflect on your past year, how you grew, and what you learned, and then say goodbye to the year. And then to think about what you might create with this year, the gorgeous freshness of it all, just invigorating you. But it can also be a fruitless effort for many people. Making resolutions only to break them within a week or two. I am not about New Year's resolutions because they are things tossed out lightly with no structure in place for success. Let's not repeat that mistake this year. We're gonna create aspirations that will actually happen. We're gonna dream to choose lovely foci for ourselves and then put a plan in place that will make them a reality. Let's look at how to make this year our best year ever. What do you want your year to be? I like to start out by reflecting on my last year. For me, it was a fabulous year, and I got a lot done, struggled, and learned, and grew. So take a minute to reflect on the past year for yourself. Then, give it a bow of gratitude, and say goodbye. It's time to think about the coming year. What do you want to create out of this beautiful blank canvas? I like to ask myself the following. How do I want to grow? What do I want to learn? What skills and capacities would I like to develop? 
What areas of my life need some refreshing? Health, mindfulness, relationships, work? What do I want to put my focus on if I could just choose four to six things to focus on? If I were looking back on 2018, a year from now, what would be fantastic to see? What changes would I be psyched to have happened? For me, I picked a handful of things to focus on. One, meditation and mindfulness. Two, healthy eating. Three, fitness. Four, my mission, basically my work focus. Five, deepening personal relationships. And six, practicing yoga. Now your list will look different, of course. Take a minute or two now, if you can, to write down your four to six foci for 2018. If not, just keep them in your mind. Why are these important? As you look over or reflect on your list, ask yourself why they're important. Is it really that important that I practice yoga? If so, why? For example, I might think, well, it would be nice to have a regular yoga practice. I could use the stretching for sure, but that's not important enough. And when I don't feel like it, that won't be a strong enough reason to push through my discomfort. So here's a better reason. Yoga is a mindfulness meditation and becoming more mindful, pushing into discomfort and uncertainty are the training I wanna do that feels most meaningful to me. It sets an example for my kids. It trains me to be able to help my readers and it makes me a healthier and happier person. Now that's a reason to get me off my butt, away from my computer and on the mat. Take a moment to reflect on why your list of things are important to you. What will get you on the mat? What rituals can you create? It's one thing to say, I wanna get fitter this year or I'm gonna write a book this year, but it's another to actually make it happen. The best way to make big things happen, I've found, is to create actual daily rituals that you'll practice every day, or at least every day that you're able to. A ritual is a practice that you hold to be special, not to be taken lightly, that you set apart from the rest of your day. It's something you surrender yourself to, not allowing yourself to reject the parts of it you don't like, but just giving in to the experience fully. An example might be a writing ritual, where you decide to write every morning at daybreak shutting off your phone and internet, and just writing with a distraction-free writing app. You start by clearing your space, setting an intention to focus and pour yourself into your writing for 20 minutes. You set a timer, and then you give yourself fully to the writing, not allowing yourself to switch to other tasks until the timer goes off. When it goes off, you bow in gratitude to the practice. This is just an example. You don't have to do it this way, of course. But in this ritual, you have a structure and a regular sequence. And in this sacred structure, you'll find yourself wanting to rebel. Your habitual tendencies to run away will kick in. You'll see your ego thrashing about. And that's where the true learning of the ritual takes place, in the actual practice, in the discomfort of staying in it. Rituals can be transformative if you open yourself up to them. My rituals for this year to support my 2018 goals are one, morning meditation, two, a focus session to work on my mission in the morning, Three, cook a healthy meal to be eaten at breakfast and dinner. Four, an afternoon workout or run. Five, evening yoga. And six, formally close my eating period for the day at 7 p.m., meaning I won't snack after that. I have some relationship practices that I plan to set up as well, but for now, the rituals I just mentioned are what I want to create. Now pick just two of those to focus on this month, then two the next month then another two the month after. Pour everything you have into practicing those rituals daily. 
Now let's talk about setting up a structure to make these rituals stick. What structure can you set up? So you have some goals, you have some rituals you'd like to create, but how will you actually make them happen? How will you stick to them this year as opposed to what you've done in previous years? This is where structure comes in. If you pick two rituals for this month, you can create some structure for making them actually happen. Here's how. One, pick a time and place. What space will you do them in? What time of day? Be specific. Two, set up two reminders, one on your calendar or phone and a note near where you'll be at that time of day. This will serve as a both digital reminder and a visual reminder. For example, I might have a phone reminder go off at 9 a.m. every day, so I'll do my focus session ritual and a note by my computer that I'll see at that time. Three, write down your ritual. When it's time to do your ritual, what will you do? Clear away distractions? Practice with a yoga mat or pen and notebook? Set an intention to be fully present? Bow, light incense, and stretch? Set a timer? You don't have to do these things, but write down the sequence of your ritual on paper. Four, create accountability with others. Share your intention to practice with others and see if others have a practice they'd like to stick to or form a Facebook group or just commit to checking in with each other weekly on a certain day every week. Five, review daily, weekly, and monthly. Set a reminder to journal about your rituals and goals at the end of the day or review the previous day at the beginning of each day if that works better for you. This daily review doesn't have to be long, one or two sentences but it helps to form the habit. Set a weekly reminder to review how you did, maybe just a couple of sentences, and then share it with your accountability partner or partners and renew your intention for the coming week. Then do the same thing for the end of each month. How did you do? What did you learn? What obstacles came up? And how will you adjust to them going forward? And what is your intention for the coming month? I find each of these five elements to be incredibly helpful and important. I highly recommend that you do this for each of the two rituals you plan to focus on this month, and then again each month for other rituals you want to create. If you do these actions, pick a few goals for the year, create rituals to make them happen, and then create this kind of structure to make the rituals stick, I believe this is going to be your best year ever. You just listened to the post titled, A Guide to Making This Your Best Year Ever by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. When we create goals or New Year's resolutions for ourselves, we create them in our heads. Now, don't get me wrong. That's a step in the right direction. But we're pretty smart. Somehow our minds go, yeah, it's in our heads, but it's not really real. So we have to trick our brains a little bit. To do that, we have to do exactly what Leo mentioned. We have to write our goals down. Not only do we have to write our goals down, but we need to be specific. Again, the brain really won't believe it unless you put it down on paper. Then it becomes real somehow. It becomes concrete. It's like you can touch it. Now the brain starts to believe. But writing down on paper that I'm going to make a million dollars this year isn't enough. We have to trick the brain into thinking it's realistic. Otherwise, it'll just brush it off. To help make sure our goals are realistic, we need to think about specifics. How are we going to reach the goal we've just written down? Think of this like your GPS or your roadmap. You've just set a goal. You've just written down your ultimate destination. How are you gonna get from point A, where you are right now, to that ultimate destination. What's funny is that in reality, we would know exactly how we would get from point A to point B if we were driving, for example. You plug it in your GPS if you weren't sure, and that would hopefully get you there the fastest and easiest way. Writing down specifics for your goals is like your GPS. It's gonna help you map out how you're gonna get from point A, where you are right now, to your ultimate goal, your destination. So if your goal is to get more fit this year, that's good, I love that goal, but let's make it more specific and we wanna write that down. How are we gonna get more fit? Well, you're gonna wanna exercise more. Well, what does that really mean? Let's be more specific than that. What's your preferred form of exercise? If you haven't followed a structured exercise routine in a while, you probably just wanna start by walking. So write that down. Say, I will walk. Well, okay, I will walk, but for how long and how often? I will walk for 20 minutes every other day this week. Now that's specific. That's now your roadmap. That shows you just one step on your path to becoming more fit. And then once you get used to doing that 20-minute walk, and you're gonna see those improvements, you're gonna wanna set the next step on your course to your ultimate destination. Maybe it's now I will jog for five minutes and walk for 20 minutes every other day this week, and so on. And of course, don't forget, you're gonna to wanna to write that down too. If you do this consistently and repeatedly, you will reach your goals. Before I forget, I wanna remind you, we do book giveaways on the first of every month to random people on our mailing list. So if you wanna be a part of that, plus get some free spreadsheet tools from us and lots more, come by oldpodcast.com and join the weekly newsletter. What's great is it's totally free and it helps show your support for our podcasts. Again join at oldpodcast.com. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing this show with someone. Have a great rest of your day and I'll be back here tomorrow with a special Friday episode and where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, 
but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember your optimal life awaits.